Today on episode number 696, I've got a cool because of my podcast story. I'm back from DC PodFest. I'm going to share what I spoke about there and answer the question, hey, should I list my podcast in that directory? As well as I'm going to give you the ugly truth about Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and we're going to talk about how to describe your show so people will subscribe. Hit it, ladies! The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is why I help you start your podcast and grow your influence. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER and save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And don't forget, there is a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you can start your podcast absolutely risk-free. And today I'm going to share my presentation from DC PodFest. If you didn't know, I do a show called Your Podcast Consultant, and this is a great example because today is the extended dance version of an episode I did on Your Podcast Consultant about where should I list my show, but that's all I talked about. That is always, it's it's small lessons with big value. You can find that at podcastconsultant.com. Hey, last weekend, I was lucky enough to be asked to speak at DC PodFest, one of my favorite type of events. It's kind of weird. It's it's fun when you get to go to these big ones like Podcast Movement and, and PodFest uh, Multimedia Expo in Florida. I kind of like the smaller ones because you, I, you don't have that whole fear of missing out. And I always meet new people and I, I seem to have a little deeper connection at the smaller ones. Now, I love the bigger ones because there's more opportunity to meet people there. You just have to plan it out ahead. But I had a great time at DC PodFest. And what I want to do today is answer the question, where should I list my podcast? So this is basically the presentation I did at DC PodFest. So if you happen to see me at DC PodFest, you don't need to listen because it's the same thing. So what I want to do is I want to kind of compare this since as I record this right now, Halloween, which in the US is this interesting little thing where kids dress up in bizarre kind of costumes. Uh, Older uh, kids dress up in weird costumes like sexy Mr. Rogers. That is not a joke that there's actually a sexy Mr. Rogers costume. It's everything is like sexy, which is bizarre. But anyway, and, and uh, that's also for adults, but the, the kids, the kids get in on the sexy stuff and they walk around and they get candy and, uh, everybody, I, I think there's actual data that says more people spend more money on Halloween than they do on Christmas because people go nuts with the candy and the decorations and everything else. It's kind of crazy. So when I was growing up back in the day, we would walk around the neighborhood during the day and we would like the whole neighborhood would participate. And now why do kids do this? Well, again, they want candy. Now, how much candy do kids want? And I have a, a cousin, Kevin, when he was a little kid, he would want some Coke. And I go, how much do you want? And he would say, too much. And that's kind of the way it is with candy at Halloween. How much do you want? Too much. It's not like you're going to go to a kid and go, hey, I got another Reese cup here. Do you want it? And they're going to go, no, no, I'm good. That is just not going to happen. 
because they know when they get home, dad is going to take all the Reese cups anyway. So kids want more candy all the time. And the way it typically works is if you don't see somebody sitting on the front porch with some candy, it's something like if you leave a light on, that means you're participating in Halloween. And so if you're a little eight-year-old kid and you look up and you see like six houses with their lights on, it's not like they're going, well, hmm, I might do the first one. I think I'm going to skip the second one or the third one and then do the fourth. Ah, skip. No, they don't do that. What? Which ones do they want to go to? They want to go to all of them. Why? Because what's the goal? I want more candy. There is no such thing as bad candy. And uh, they want it all. So I've been lucky enough to meet podcasters this year in Atlanta. I run the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. We meet the third Monday of every month. I've been lucky enough to hang out with some podcasters in Nashville. I hung out with podcasters in Australia. And guess what they all want? Candy. No, actually, it's it's not candy. It's downloads. Every single podcaster I know of, and, and I don't want to get into the discussion of there's more ways to judge success than downloads. Today, we're going to talk about downloads because I don't know any podcaster that goes, no, no, really, I've got enough. You know, I, it's nice that you're going to give me some more, but really, I'm good. I, I'm just, I'm trying to cut down on my downloads. I don't know any podcaster would do that. So a podcaster wants more downloads in the same way that an eight-year-old kid wants more candy. It's just the way they roll. Now, with that, I will have people that will come to me and say, hey, should I list my show in insert directory? And I always kind of scratch my head because it's kind of like a kid dressed up in his Halloween gear. He's got his bucket ready and going, hey, should I hit that house over there with the light on? Because I kind of want to go like, isn't your goal to get more downloads? Yes. Is there a potential that listing your show in that directory will get you more downloads? Yes. Does it cost a lot of, of money? Uh, no, it's free. Does it cost a lot of uh, a time? Uh, no. Why would you not? And I understand that there are places like Luminary and Stitcher and a couple other apps that will put advertisements between your episodes. I don't know of anybody that's actually putting them in your episodes, like in the middle of this, all of a sudden I'm talking and all of a sudden 15% will save you fit or whatever it is. 15 minutes will save you 15%. No, they're, but they're putting them in between the episodes. I know at one point Stitcher, if you hit pause, when you went to unpause, it would play another ad. And that was when I was like, yeah, I think I'm done using Stitcher as the app that I listen to my podcast. And I use Overcast right now. I tend to believe you will pry it from my cold, dead hand. So, and I understand why. I'm, I don't want to make it sound like I'm being condescending because I realize you don't have a lot of time. We're all busy. And in some cases, if you're really new to this, you're like, hey, are there any bad places to list your show? The ones that are bad, I don't know of any. If you have, to, if somebody asks you to pay to list your show somewhere, no, that's a no. Uh, and I don't know of any place that really takes a lot of time. So I, I get why you might be a little ampre apprehensive. That's a big word. That's 50 cents, I think. So I, I get that. But I'm here to say that for me, at least, I don't care if you put ads against my show. And I realize that they're going to make money and I'm not. But I also know that you're ready for this. Luminary is an example of this. 
they just got another $30 million, which means they burst through or burst or burned. Take your pick. It's a B word. They burned through $100 million and went, more please, sir. And I'm like, how, how do you, $100 million? That play, that thing is not going to work, by the way. That's my opinion. I don't think Luminary is going to work. But, uh, so, yeah, so I, I get that. You might go, well, they're making money and I'm not. Okay. For me, again, what do most podcasters want? Downloads. When do they want them? Now. How many do they want? Uh, too many, please. Can I get downloads in Luminary? Probably not a ton, but yeah, maybe. Does it cost a lot of money to list it there? Uh, no. Does it cost a lot of time? No, not really. Probably less than 10 minutes. Okay. So it's up to you. That's, that's the key. But for me, yeah, I will put my, I don't want it to be hard to list my show. Like, for instance, when I hear that there is a show, let's say it's Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer has a show. It's only on Spotify. Guess who's not listening to Amy Schumer? Me. Why? Because I use Overcast. Now, for the record, I eventually went back and listened to one episode and went, meh. But you'd have to be really, really good for me to swap my app or whatever. It's just, it's it's a hurdle. And I don't want to have any hurdle between you and and me getting my content. So, for instance, if I'm in a room, let's say I'm at the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup, and somebody says, oh, I'm listening to this show. It's called How to Be a Media Maven. We all pulled up our phones, went to the apps that we were using, and searched for that show, found it, and if you wanted to listen to it, you could. That's the way it's supposed to work. I don't want to go, oh, I use Stitcher. I didn't see it in there. I want to be everywhere for my audience. So, But what if you're like, well, I just want to hit the big ones. I personally don't understand that, but maybe you're really, really, really pushed for time. The biggest one is Apple. Uh, these are September stats, uh, courtesy of Rob Walsh of Libsyn. Speaking of Libsyn, they're a media hosting company. Get a free month by going to Libsyn.com. It's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Use the coupon code SOP free and get a free month. I also happen to work there in their tech support. But uh, Apple, 57.9%. Spotify is number two at 13.1. That's a huge jump between one and two. Number three, another huge jump is Overcast at 2.83, CastBox at 2.7, CastBox.fm, Stitcher at 2.3, Google Podcast 1.79. I'm really hoping that comes up in the future. Podcast Attic at 1.52 and Pocket Cast at 1.17. And Pocket Cast probably will go up in the future because they used to be a paid for app and now they're free. But here's the fun thing. When you subscribe an Apple podcast, not only are you in Apple podcast, but the following apps pull from the back end of Apple. So when you are listed on Apple podcast, you're automatically in Castbox, you're automatically in Himalaya, in Listen Notes, in Overcast, in Pocket Cast, in Podchaser and Player.fm. So if you can only list your show in one place because doggone it, I've only got 18 seconds and that's it. That's the place you want to go, Apple Podcasts. But the also thing you want to keep in mind is some company is telling you, hey, we can get you listed in Pocket Cast and in Overcast. Uh, all you have to do is, you know, like, wait a minute. I, I, you don't need somebody to do that for you. All you have to do is submit your show to Apple 
and you're automatically in Overcast and Pocket Cast, which means that company is um, kind of skeevy. They're a little slimy, and uh, they're kind of doing this thing that I call um, lying. And I, I typically don't like to work with those kind of companies. I've seen that in the past and go, hmm, that's not good. So, but then you might say, well, Dave, what about Acast, Audio Burst, Blueberry, Breaker, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeart, Radio Public, Podbean, Podchaser, Podknife, and Luminary? Again, do those have a chance of getting you more listeners? Maybe. Does it cost you anything? Nope. A little bit of time. How much time? Not much. Probably, I don't know, an hour if you wanted to listen to all those and you were watching TV at the same time. I worked in a grocery store when I was uh, 16, and the guy that ran it was really just a great old wise guy. And uh, he looked at me and said, hey, don't ever forget this. And I go, what? He goes, pennies make dollars. Because I remember we're talking about, I think, rounding up. And it was something like, what if it's three for a dollar? And I go, oh, it's 33 cents. He goes, nope, it's 34. You always round up. And I go, oh, okay. He goes, don't forget, pennies make dollars. So in this case, if I only get three listens from Radio Public or I get two listens on Breaker, if one of those people is some billionaire that wants to buy the school of podcasting, I don't care where they listened. Right. It's not, I just heard this phrase on Podlords, uh, Podlords.com. Jim Harold, friend of mine, fellow, uh, Clevelander, Northeast Ohioan, and, uh, has been podcasting since 2005 as well. Does JimHarold.com. He's a paranormal guy, but he said when he was in radio, he goes, you don't count the people you reach. It's the, it's how much reach uh, you have with the people that count. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to steal that. I like that. And uh, speaking of Jim, I'll put a link in the show notes. He did a great interview with Jared Easley, and Jared went into the history of podcast movement. And oofa, I could not believe, especially the story about year two, and I'm not going to spoil it here. You got to go check it out. Podlords.com. Listen to the episode on uh, with Jared Easley on podcast movement. But I will have everything out in the show notes, just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 696. Now, getting back to should I list my show, here's another tool that you can check this out. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash directories, schoolofpodcasting.com slash directories, that's where you can see all this stuff. Or like I just said, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 696. There's a free tool called Text Expander. And I believe, I think I'm paying a whopping $4 a month for it. And here's what it is, is when you type in, it, it's, if you do this, I will do this. So for instance, I'm going to pull up notepad right now as I'm recording this and I'm going to type in, now I always put in a hashtag before anything. So I don't accidentally type this on purpose. So I typed in hashtag S I G and it says, Dave Jackson, 2018 Hall of Fame inductee, podcast consultant, comma, speaker, comma, author, www.schoolofpodcasting.com. Follow me on Apple or Android. Text SOP to 31996. That is my email signature. Or if I ever need that, if I type in hashtag bio, well, I could reread you my bio, but it's like a paragraph and a half long. So if anybody goes, hey, can you send me your bio? Hashtag bio. And now, if you think about this, when you go to list your show, if you're doing this manually, 
and I don't want to make this a giant Libsyn pitch. Libsyn makes it super easy to like, if you want to list your show in Deezer, you go into destinations, add Deezer. Yes, I approve, save. Then if you want to list your show in say Spotify, you go destinations, add Spotify. I agree, save. It's super easy. But I realize you're like, Dave, I'm not using Libsyn. Well, you can usually in most cases get your show into these directories. And again, if you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash directories, I will have links to all these places and you can typically list your show. But now instead of having all your information in one place, that's then used to list your show in all these other places, you got to put in your, your description again, you got to put in your name, you got to put in your email address, you got to put in your feed. So now what you can do is set these up in text expander. So you could put in, I don't know, hashtag DESC for description. Boom. Here's your description. And then hashtag RSS, and it would put in your RSS feed. So you can plan, you set these up once, and then you just kind of hashtag it, and you can really cut down what I just said. Oh, it might take an hour to do this, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes now. It's really, really quick. And I have an example. If you go out, again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash directories, there's a video there that uh, you can see. I, I use text expander in a lot of different things. I use it as I work for Libsyn. Not a lot. They're not big on uh, auto responses, but I use it a lot for things. Like I said, my signature, my bio, things that people ask all the time. Uh, it's a huge time saver. And it will actually email you and say, hey, we saved you 17 hours this week. Now, the one place that some people are really getting involved with is smart speakers. So the Amazon uh, smart speaker, I don't want to say your name. It rhymes with uh, uh, Alexa. Did that work? Yep, she still heard me. Okay. Uh, the Google Home, the Roku, and according to Rob at Libsyn, a whopping 0.2% are listening on these smart speakers. If you're on TuneIn, if you're on TuneIn, you are automatically put on the Amazon tool. Uh, Google Podcasts, I believe, will put you on the home speaker. So if you're in those, uh, and I know some people are like, hey, we can, you can make your own app and you can realize there's a thing called a flash briefing. And the thing about the flash briefing is these are supposed to be brief, like the actual, uh, I guess, um, not schematic. The, the requirements of that is they say they need to be 10 minutes or less. And for me, most of the flash briefings I listen to, and I don't listen to a ton, are maybe two minutes. It's quick. It's like, here's the weather in Ohio, blah, 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 blah. They're really, really quick. That's not a full episode. And there's only one episode in your feed. So that way, when you somebody starts on one, you go, eh, not really interesting. You can say, hey, woman in the tube, skip. And it will go to the next thing in your flash briefing. So now it's, you know, the whatever Bible verse of the day or something like that. It also says that the audio content should be 256 kilobits per second. That is huge in the podcast space. That makes very, very large files. And I talked to a guy at DC PodFest who actually makes these apps if you want one. And I said, how how stringent are they on that like file format? And he went, yeah, nah. So you could probably use whatever you want. But the problem is if I have a feed – with only one episode in it, when somebody goes to Apple, they're only going to see, well, one episode and hey, I've got 695. Well, what you can do with a Libsyn feed is you take your regular feed. So in my case, it's schoolofpodcasting.libsyn.com slash RSS and tack in a slash 
last in the number one, presto, you now have a second feed that just shows one episode. If you're in Podbean, you can go into the settings and go to the feed settings and go to iTunes and go to the advanced. And there's a spot there where you can click a button and say, give me a Amazon feed. Most of the different hosts that I've looked at have some way of giving you one episode. Keep in mind, though, this is I'm I'm worried a little bit about this because I see a lot of people spending a lot of time. And remember, I said 0.2% of people currently are listening to podcasts on this. Now, the people that have smart speakers are saying they do listen to podcasts, but it's not a huge audience. I'm not sure that's where I would put all my time and effort. I guess it depends on your audience and how techy they are and things of that nature. So keep that in mind. Now, again, I've got links out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash directories to all those directories that I mentioned. And as more come along, I will try to add them there at schoolofpodcasting.com slash directories. Hey, but wait, we're not done. So here's some things to keep in mind about directories. Directories are a phone book. That's what they are. It's a big, giant digital phone book. And back in the day when I was growing up, the phone book you always had that big drawer next to the phone because the phone book was huge. And right now, there are about 750,000 podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Of that, about 300,000 are actual podcasts. The rest are just junk. And the thing to keep in mind is when I was growing up, I was in the phone book. I was in, the, And yet, I was not famous and I was not rich. So keep that in mind, just because you're an Apple podcast and Google podcast and Spotify and all the other ones, this does not mean you're going to be rich. But the other thing to keep in mind is, at least in the phone book, things were alphabetical. And so you could find people just by grabbing it and flipping enough pages and there you were. That is not the case in some cases with these directories. Libsyn has a podcast called The Feed. And if you go into Apple Podcasts or Apple iTunes, depending on what machine you're on, and you put in the name of the show, The Feed, you will see that it does not come up. There's a show from Podcast One called The Feed. There is one called Striped, The Story of the White Stripes. I have no idea why that one shows up. Heather Dubrow's World, don't know why that shows up. Nothing with the word feed. So keep that in mind. Now, I do another show called the Podcast Rodeo Show, where I grab a random podcast and see how long I can hang on. And if you type in Podcast Rodeo Show, it does not show up in most cases. On occasion, they will surprise me. Now, the good news is Apple is now transcribing behind the scenes, your podcast. So hopefully their search is getting better. Cause I did this the other day and I was like, Hey, what do you know? And it actually showed up. But most of the time when you type in podcast rodeo show, because it has the word show and the word podcast in it, I'm ranking against every other podcast that has the word podcast or show in it. And usually when you do this in Apple iTunes, there's a button at the bottom that says, see all, cause it says, Hey, here are your results for podcast rodeo show. And I'm like, yeah, it's not there. And you click on the see all button in the bottom right hand corner and oh, there it is. 
and it's way down and you have to scroll down. So it's not that it's not finding it at all. It's just that you would think it would come to the front page and it's not. And it kind of depends in some cases how many shows are in your niche and all sorts of other fun things as to why you show up because there are only so many uh, results that they will show. So what have we learned from that? Well, we've learned that Apple search is not good. And by that, I mean it sucks in in some cases. And especially if you are in a crowded area like Christianity and you've named your show, I don't know, The Disciples Podcast, or if you're in real estate or golf. And so you're like, well, Dave, that's that's kind of depressing. And I'm like, well, not, not really, because it's almost as bad, but not quite as bad in Spotify. I've had a few examples. And again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash directories, you'll see where I have a video that proves exactly what I just said. So Dave, you're like, well, that's really depressing because I thought all I had to do was get in these directories and money would fall from heaven. And I'm like, mm, no, not really. That's not really what's going to happen anyway. Even if your show shows up, maybe you have a very unique name and wow, there it is. Uh, I still wouldn't tell people, find me an Apple podcast. Because again, it's not always great. So what you want to do is you want to make it easy. And as I was driving through DC, I could have gone to the radio. Now, you and I both know I don't listen to the radio anymore, but let's pretend I did. So I'm going through, I tell you what, here's a better example. I was once driving through Arizona many moons ago and uh, you hit scan and the only thing that came on was a country station, and then it would go all the way to the bottom of the dial and find the classic country station, which it turns out was bluegrass, of which I was not a fan of. And when I finally found a rock station, you bet, I said, put that in the preset. Now, in podcasting, there are presets. It's that link that Apple Podcast gives you. It's the link that Google Podcast gives you and Spotify and all this other stuff. And again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash directories. I've got a video that shows you how to get your links because those are the links you want to get and then put them on your website. So right now, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, you can see I've got links there. I've also got a video that shows people how to subscribe because there are those people that you go, hey, just subscribe to my show on Apple Podcasts. And they go, uh-huh. And you can know they're going to leave that room and go, what, what did he just say? What? Do I have to pay for a subscription? There are a lot of people that have no clue what you're talking about. You know, because, well, you're a podcaster or a wannabe podcaster. And hey, you're listening to this, so you've already figured it out. So keep in mind that in some cases, depending on your show's name, the genre, and other factors, your show may not show up in search. And does that stink? Uh Uh-huh. Is there much we can do about it? Nope. So all we can do is make it easy. And this is where I always say having your own website is a bonus because that way, if all else fails, people can go to your website. So keep in mind that it's not the, it's not like, okay, I'm done. I can wipe my hands. My podcast is done. I'm in the directories. No, really, uh, the work is just starting. In fact, in some cases, what I've seen, and this is one thing I get to see a lot working at Lipson, that there are times I'm just like, yeah, is what if you actually have a unique name that's easy to spell 
and people type in your name and they found you. This is where you are this close. You are this. Could you put your fingers up and just do that? You're this close to having a subscriber. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people talk about reviews and ratings. And while those may be helpful in the rare event, you later are trying to get a sponsor and you're trying to prove that you have an engaged audience. But for the most part, ratings and reviews do nothing for you. I'm not saying they're worthless. They're social proof. But don't get hung up on the ratings and reviews. What you really want to do is have subscribers. Now, that's the other thing. Can I see how many subscribers I have? No. And there are things you can do. You can look at your downloads for the first, say, seven days or 24 hours or whatever time period you pick and say, yep, those are subscribers. And I know you're probably sitting there going, Dave, you are delivering a lot of uh, not so great news today. And I'm like, no, it's called um, the truth. And so you can't tell your subscribers and you can't tell while we're talking about that if anybody actually listened. But I usually say, if you don't listen to the last five episodes in Apple Podcasts, they will stop downloading your file. And I always say, you know, I can't tell if somebody read the magazine. I can't tell if somebody read the newspaper or actually really listened on the radio or actually really watched on TV, things like that. So let's not hold podcasting to a standard that nobody else does, but your audience has found you. They're like, wow, there's your show. And you have to remember to position this in everybody's favorite radio station, WIFM, better known as what's in it for me. So they're there. They're looking at your show and you want to describe this in a way so that it makes them click subscribe. Uh, A quote I found on the internet says, a podcast description is like a book jacket. It's what people read after the name of your show. You know, so their show name has brought them in, but before they decide to start listening. So they kind of found it. They go down to your description. They're like, all right, this looks interesting. And so you have to remember a couple different things here to make your description. This is a a potential formula. You don't have to do this. But when I listened to this and kind of looked at mine, I went, that seems to work. So the first one is, what can they expect? What can they expect when they click play? People want to know that. The other thing you want to ask is, or I guess answer in this case, in your description is, who is this for? Because they're looking at it going, well, what is this? And is this something made for me? So if you can answer those questions, it's great. So what you don't want to do is this. Let's say this was my description. Dave Jackson has been podcasting since 2005 and has started over 30 podcasts with 4 million total downloads. He's an award-winning Hall of Fame podcast consultant. The the show was delivered every Monday. Dave started the show in his brother's basement next to the water heater. Now, that is all absolutely true, except there's one really big problem. That is all about me. You want to write your description so that it's all about your listener. So it's not about you. What's in it for them? So do not write a description like that. Now, here's another fun one. You ready for this? And this is a mouthful. So this is a description for the School of Podcasting. Established in 2005, if you want to learn about podcasting, this is a show for you. It's been described by many. Now, I'm not really sure where I got the by many, but okay, maybe two or three people. But it's been described by many as the most entertaining and unique of all the podcasts about podcasting, Dave Jackson gets to the point, never. 
Dave Jackson never gets to the point. But any, anyway, in my description, it says Dave Jackson gets to the point and talks about podcasting. We discuss ways to plan a successful launch that will get you ranking high in iTunes. Well, for the record, Dave, it hasn't been called iTunes for a while now. You might want to update that. So going back, we discuss ways to plan a successful launch that will get you ranking high in iTunes, finding the best gear on a budget, developing content that leaves people wanting more. He's been helping people understand technology and has been called the analogy king. Really? Who's called me? I think I called me the analogy king, but okay. Uh, His style is edutainment, and you will always walk away with useful knowledge and insights. We're not done yet. Uh, Dave Jackson is the original, as opposed to the fakes. I don't know, whatever. Uh, And if you don't like your first episode, and if you don't like the first episode you hear, give him two more, and he'll change your mind. Now, here's what I. So that is a rambling bunch of nonsense. Kind of gives you a little idea of what's going on there, but. So it's also rather long. And if if you put up a big old paragraph, nobody's going to read that. And what I did with this is I took those phrases actually came out, out of other podcast reviews. And I thought, well, if I use verbiage that's in actual other reviews of my show, then I'm kind of speaking the native tongue of my audience. That was the thought. But I look at this now and go, uh, no. So because a lot of it, again, was about me. So I thought about this, and another kind of strategy you can do, again, this is all optional, is to state something that's obvious in your kind of genre. So here's here's another one that I thought, maybe I'll use this. Starting a podcast can be overwhelming with all the information on the internet. The School of Podcasting provides clear content for the beginner looking to start their podcast or the veteran podcaster looking to grow their downloads and influence. Now notice there. Downloads. Why? Because we started off this episode saying, what do podcasters want? More downloads. It continues on. Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson delivers strategies to make better content, deliver more value, and get more downloads using his unique edutainment delivery style. Listeners have to plan, launch, wait, listeners have learned to plan, launch, and grow their podcast every Monday for 14 plus years. So some of that there, the whole, hey, look at me, I've been doing it 14 years. Nobody really cares. Unless you deliver value today, I don't really care what you did 14 years ago. And there's that whole Hall of Fame thing. And I keep thinking, maybe it's, well, I know what it is. It's my ego says, I should be able to use that for something because it doesn't get me discounts at the grocery store. So I kind of like that. I like it better definitely than the, the, the description I have now, but I'm not super crazy about it. Still a little too much Dave in there. So typically I say, hey, again, who is this for and what can they expect? And then if you want to, some people will start it off with an obvious statement. So that's something to think about. And remember that you want to be everywhere. There's really no reason not to be. So if you come to me and go, hey, do you think I should list my show unless it's someplace that's charging you and makes you do weird things to your podcast? The answer is going to be yes. It really be everywhere. Make it easy to subscribe. So take those links that the different directories give you, put them on your website, direct people back to your website. One other thing, just as a side note, the whole thing, why you want to send them back to your website. If you're doing any kind of Facebook advertising, you get to pixelate them, which means, well, if you're into it, you know what that means. And if you're not, don't worry about it, but it is another reason to send people back to your website. Besides the fact 
that you always want to send people back to your website. And I'm going to make a little, could you hear this? Here's the pen or here, we'll use this pen because you can hear it. I'm making a note here uh, in just a second. I want to talk about having your own website and why that's important. So be everywhere, make it easy to subscribe and write engaging descriptions that make people want to click. Remember, radio and TV, when you turn them on, something starts. With a podcast, nothing happens. So your titles need to be engaging. The name of your show should be obvious, and your description should make people go, ooh, that looks like it was made for me, and that's stuff I would like. Subscribe. Keep that in mind. And the thing that popped in my head that I thought, hey, I should I should tell you about this as well. I have a Patreon account, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. A lot of people have Patreon accounts. It's a patron thing is where you can send money to help me keep the show on. And you create different uh, rewards for people. If you give me this, you get this. If you give me that, well, then you get the double, ju- you know, jumbo deluxe. And if you do this, I will come and wash your car for you. All these different rewards, things like that. And Patreon has been very, very popular. And I actually started to play with one on my Ask the Podcast Coach show. Do you know about Ask the Podcast Coach? Every Saturday morning, 1030 Eastern Standard Time, it's live. Myself and Jim Collison, askthepodcastcoach.com. And when I started that, I said, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. I did not say, go to patreon.com slash Dave Jackson even though that is an actual site, I said, nope, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Why? Because you never know when somebody's going to come along with a better mousetrap. Somebody's going to come along with a better service. And there have been a few coming out here. One is like super podcast fan. And there's one called, uh, there's a bunch. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash resources, you can see why I have a list of a ton of resources there. And so I just say this, if you ever are using a service and you're not like, you're like, man, this is the, the bee's knees, if it was 1920, and you're like, I'm going to love this for, hey, you know what? My, and how I do that, by the way, is I use a WordPress plugin called Pretty Link. So when you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash directories or schoolofpodcasting.com slash 696, it all goes to the same thing. I'm making these URLs that are easy for you to remember because, well, let's face it, you're in the car right now or you're on a treadmill or whatever, and you can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash directories, and it will take you right to that. So when you set up a, a if you want to do the Patreon thing or some sort of crowdfunding, you might want to set up a link. I know I have the website supportthisshow.com. You could have something like, you know, mywebsite.com slash support or whatever, buy me a coffee or whatever, you you know. So my point is you might want to keep that generic and not give a link directly to the service because I know when I joined Patreon, there was a service called Jaywalk that was also came out about the same time as Patreon except Google bought them and put them out of business because, well, that's what they do. And so had I had, hey, you know, 15 different episodes with, hey, just go to jaywalk.com slash Dave Jackson. That doesn't exist anymore. 
So just a tip, if you're thinking of doing any kind of supportive thing or you want people to jump to, I have uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash hosting, which points at whoever I think is a good web hosting company, because if you went to that link in, say, 2007, it would have pointed at HostGator. And now it points at coolerwebsites.com. For a while, it pointed at SiteGround. So if you have certain phrases and you're going to be sending people to those areas, you might want to come up with some sort of generic thing so that in the future, if a better deal comes along, you're not stuck sending people directly to that particular service. One of the cool things about going to events is when somebody comes up and goes, oh, Dave, I have it because of my podcast story. So in this case, I popped out my phone and we did the Bob Barker, which is where I just, when she's talking, I put the phone in front of her. And when I'm talking, I put the phone in front of me and it sounds like this. I am here at DC PodFest 2019. I'm here with Karen Jackson from A Long Look, slow art at the National Gallery. And she has a because of my podcast story. So Karen, because of your podcast, what happened? So, because of my podcast, I got a contract with the National Gallery to write verbal descriptions for them. And the reason for that is, my show is about a work of art at the gallery, and I start out by describing it. And then I provide background information, what I call the history, mystery, or controversy about the work or the artist. Well, folks at the gallery heard the show. They really liked it. I got introduced to the woman who runs the accessibility program there. And she hired me to write descriptions for their website. And these are meant for low vision audiences, and they can access them and hear descriptions of works in their permanent collection. That is very cool. It is. I love it. From one to ten, how cool is that? Oh, man, it's it's 11. It goes to 11. It goes to 11, Dave. It goes to 11. And where can people find your podcast? A long look hyphen slowart.com. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dave. And I'll have links to her show out in the show notes, or if you're listening on your phone, you can just swipe left, right, up, or down, and you'll see her link there. I always love because of my podcast stories, all the different opportunities that happen because of people's podcasts. And if you go, I'd like to have one of those, except, uh, well, you don't have a podcast. I can help with that. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. That's L-I-S-T-E-N. E-R when you sign up. And remember, there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. Next week, I'm going to be talking with Heather Osgood. Heather is an ad agency that actually helps podcasters get sponsors. And I ask her, like, what are the numbers? What do you need? What are sponsors looking at? And and if you're a sponsor, if you've actually been thinking about, hey, maybe I should sponsor people's podcast to get my podcast out there, we're going to kind of approach it both sides, both as the advertiser and the advertisee. Is that even a word? I think I just made that up. So that's coming. Of course, you can subscribe and never miss an episode. It will be available the minute that it comes out. Just go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. And speaking of that, while I'm here, as I get out the door, we talked today about how subscribers are so important. You'll see when you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, I use a plugin for that. That is social subscribe and follow done, created by my good buddy, Daniel J. Lewis. And if you want to see it, you can go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. And I think right now I have it set to show a million buttons. You could have it just to show three if you'd like. But check that out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. If you like what you hear, then go tell
What? Nope, you can't. There are things you can do. Hey, look at that. My laundry's done. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time.